0: Welcome to Goonie's World. My name is Goonie, also known as Colin, and I am joined by Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello,
1: Goonie, and everybody else.
0: And our GM for the second time in a row, Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean.
2: Hey, how you doing? I want to say hi to both of you guys and our dozens and dozens of listeners. Dozens of us. And if you are one of those dozens, you know that um, a while back we played a game called Sexy Battle Wizards, which is a one-page game by Grant Howitt. And uh, we've played a few of his games uh, in our real life. We've played Honey Heist recently, and tonight we're going to play The Beast, which is a one-page horror game written by Grant Howitt and Chris Taylor. And... We're setting our game in Austria in the year 1759, and our heroes, and we'll meet our heroes in a little bit, but uh, you guys are vagabond adventurers who have taken up service as henchmen of the Baron von Bung, and he has an important commission for you, but he wants you to settle in before he acquaints you with those details. And although you instantly disliked the baron, such commissions are good work for landless men and are often vague or mysterious in nature, such as the life of a henchman. And so you have cramped cold quarters in a garret room and a castle just northeast of the village of Wolfsburg. And Wolfsburg is in a mountain valley and there are cliffs and crags on three sides of the village, which create a, a grim but majestic backdrop and to the west the land kind of falls away and there are the small farms and woodlands of the former duchy of Carinthia, which is part of Austria and soon after you took up residence in Wolfsburg you discovered the Wolfsburg curse which is that every 130 years as far back as anyone can remember a young girl is taken she disappears and no one ever hears from her again And no matter what precautions people take, at least according to legends, the curse always strikes every 130 years. Now, the villagers blame a monster that they call the beast. But the nature of the beast is a mystery. Legends are contradictory. Whether it's a spirit or a physical monster or whether it eats the girls or drags them off to hell or imprisons them in some earthly lair, no one knows. But as it turns out, this year is the very year that the beast is expected to return and take another girl but of course no one knows when or where it will strike now legends speak of signs of the coming of the beast people say there are signs when it's near like everything from strange symbols drawn on barns to calves being born with two heads to milk curdling but time has confused these stories and when we begin, you are at the church in Wolfsburg on a drizzly, cool autumn Sunday. There's a cold light shining through the stained glass windows, and there are several dozen people. In fact, almost everyone who lives in the immediate vicinity is here because attendance is compulsory. But they're all in here, and I imagine you two are sitting in the very back pew, so why don't you introduce yourselves and your characters, and Gunny, we'll, we'll go
0: ahead and start with you. My name is Dagobert Nickelback. He's a, uh, you know, like Ryan's character as well. He's a wandering vagabond. Uh, And uh, he's got, for skills, I'll just tell you his skills. Strike, threaten, shoot, endure. So he's, uh, you know, maybe more of a fighter type
2: okay and uh you know this being a very rules like game that is essentially your characters for four skills that you're you're good at and each person also has like a background ally but that's not really important right now okay and um ryan how
1: about your character i am ludwig ludwig vormerker and i um i was i think i was an apprentice blacksmith but and i think my ally is uh maybe the blacksmith i'm not sure I don't remember. But um, I'm kind of a pretty boy, you know. um, As I often am when I adopt this outrageous accent. And um, my skills are charm, craft, strike, and heal. Okay, okay.
2: Well, that's you guys, and we'll get to know you more and more over time. But this morning... On this Sunday morning, there's a fresh-faced young priest in this village named Father Johann, and he's reading from the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 6, in fact, and uh, he's reading right now, and he says, When human beings began to increase in number on the earth, and daughters were born unto them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. And then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be a hundred and twenty years. Now the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, giants. When the sons of God went into the daughters of humans and they had children by them, they were the heroes of old, the men of legend. And when the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil, And the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. And so the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals and the birds and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And Father Johann goes on to tell the story of Noah, and is ultimately giving a a sermon of hope. His point is that God saved Noah because he was righteous, and... The clear implication is that God will save the villagers if only they are righteous enough. But still, the people's faces are nervous. Everybody knows this is the year that the, the beast will strike. And so after the mass, people are milling around outside the church as people do after church. And the perfect guy to be milling around is the miller, Hans Mueller, who approaches you two after the service. People in the village at least know who you guys are now, but you haven't met everybody yet. And with him is his daughter Hannah, who's a lovely young teen, and his wife and two sons are in tow. But he comes up and says, "You are men of the world. You're you're the barons' men, yes? That is
1: right. Yeah, you're men of action. Well, sometimes I think so. Yes. Mm. Well,
2: tell me, you must you must help me for." for you must let me know what what can I do to protect my daughter, Hannah, here from the beast, for I have seen signs, and I think that she will be the one who is taken. I just know it, because I saw a rabbit's head that it was left lying on the front stoop, and and my son saw a sparrow flying backwards, and Hannah has nightmares that she does not
1: remember, and she's begun sleepwalking. Well, what can we possibly do to protect her? Well, I think the first thing you should do is keep her away from this God guy because, according to that, the priest was just saying that God is into little girls. <laughs> well, the, the,
2: the, I believe he was speaking of the, the, the fallen angels, the sons of God. Never mind, never mind. Uh, um, but He is interrupted by another guy who comes up. This is the weaver, Jacob Weber. He's got his slightly older daughter. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you are wrong, uh, Herr Mueller. It is my daughter, Katrina, who will be taken. Well, I awoke in the middle of the night because I felt something was not right. And in the gloom, I saw a shadow near our carriage house. And so I lit a lantern and went outside. And someone had been painting a terrible sign on the side of the carriage house. And I interrupted whoever it was. And the sign is unfinished. It's not far from here. You should come
1: and see it. Do you want to come and see it?
0: yeah we will investigate it
1: yes i think we should investigate what kind of symbol is it you you will have to see for yourself it is it is unspeakable it is unspeakable
2: but as you're walking you've been walking with him and of course the, the crowd is kind of trailing behind you <clears throat> and everyone kind of has this weird feeling that the baron has brought you in for this reason but again the baron himself has not given you any specific directives yet but as you're walking the cobbler Franz Schuster comes running up and he says, No, no, it is my daughter, Greta, who will be taken. There have been signs and portents, and our milk is all spoiled early, and the chickens have stopped laying eggs and worms have infested my workshop, so I know it will be Greta who's taken.
1: Are you sure your wife is not doing witchcraft and, and invoking sinister curse? <gasps> Hush your mouth, no say such things
2: Well, luckily it's been a long time since there's been a, a witch burning, um <clears throat> we're past those days now but then again people are still extremely superstitious and it seems that probably many people probably anyone with a teenage daughter you know are imagining that they are seeing signs but <clears throat> you do uh get to the house uh where jacob weber lives he's got his weaver's shop there and in the back he's got the carriage house and you go back into the yard it's Got a little fence around it, but anybody could could get into this yard. And there is indeed some some whitewash, you know, some lime-based whitewash paint dripped on the ground here. And there is a sign. It looks like it's not finished, but painted, you know, like a, a Dutch hex sign, you know, on the sides of barns that you see. Is what looks like it's supposed to be an upside-down star with the stylized shape of. Perhaps a goat's head in it, but as Weber told you, it's unfinished, and you can only make some guesses. Whoever tried to make this uh, certainly did not finish with it. and So that is what you see.
1: You, huh. see? you see it's terrible. Yeah, yeah that it does not look good at all. Um, I was half expecting it would be just a dick butt. No, we used to get a lot of those, but not anymore.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Not since
1: the the Gruber boys moved away. We've not gotten much of that. Do you think it is some kind of satanic symbol? Do not say the name of the adversary so loudly. He'll hear you.
0: Yes, I do. I do. It has to be demonic. Yes, it is the work of demons.
2: That's why I know my little girl will be taken. What can I do to protect her?
0: Well, everybody thinks that their daughters are going to be taken, but I wonder who has the most tempting daughter to take? Who is? Who has the prettiest daughter?
2: There's a chorus now from the assembled community where everyone claims to, to have the prettiest daughter, but then they... You know, then they second guess themselves as well and uh, begin looking at their daughters strange eyes, as if maybe they ought to make them a little uglier.
0: Maybe we will have to do a beauty contest to determine who is the prettiest, and then, uh, and then that one that is going to be taken, we will we will dress her up uh, as someone else, put uh, makeup on her.
2: Well, you know, it is interesting because the more you look around the village, this village just seems to be blessed with good genes, you know what I mean? There's just a lot of very hearty, attractive people here, and the uh, the girls themselves are, almost all of them, attractive. But these three teenage girls, who are probably the most nubile, you know, in the village, who you've met, Hannah and Katrina, whose house this is, and Greta, they're all, all of them particularly beautiful your beauty contest will have to wait for another time says a voice and you already know this voice it's manfred he's the baron's messenger he's very self-important he's wearing a little pin uh in the shape of a double-headed hawk which which shows that he's on the baron's business the baron summons you to his presence immediately you must go see him you'll find him in the kitchens he's overseeing the preparation of the menu go go schnell
1: schnell let's go move
0: yeah, we don't want to make him wait.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree that this is right. We should go.
2: <clears throat> well, with a rather fearful look at the strange sign that is drawn in the carriage house, uh, Manfred follows you guys up, the cast, up to the castle. You got to go to the end of the village and walk up a, a road that leads up a small hill. The castle kind of looms over the town. Um, Now you know that the baron, he said he was in the kitchen, you know the baron is a gluttonous man and he hovers around in the kitchen constantly. So you go up the hill on the northeastern end of the village road and the castle, uh, there's a side entrance to the castle. And you enter and the, the heat of the kitchen is very strong in here. There's a large oven, it's roaring and you can smell bread baking and there's a big butcher's block in the center of the room. It's just covered with a carcass of this huge pig. And the Baron is personally butching it butchering it. He's got a cutting knife in one hand and his big cleaver in the other, and he's wearing a bloody apron. He's sweating from the effort. He has a tiny little mouth the Baron does, and he's big buggy eyes, and he's a very large man. And the whole time he's talking to you, he's continuing to butcher the pig, you know, and bits of it are are flying off. And he says, Good, my minions, my bold soldiers of fortune. Well, by now you must have realized that I have retained your services for a purpose, yes?
0: We're beginning to suspect it might be uh, due to this curse. Yes.
2: This beast. Of course, it's not happened in my living memory. I wonder if it's not a legend. But you may or may not know because you are low lowborn. Uh, the, the Habsburg Empress... Maria Theresa has acquired these lands, and she will soon send emissaries to make sure that all is in order. And I would have our little problem with this so-called beast stopped once and for all. So you have your weapons, and I will of course continue to keep you well supplied with food. And at the end of all this, you shall each receive one hundred guldens. Now, of course, you may have noticed I have six young men at arms here at the castle, and they are at your disposal should you actually find the beast. Otherwise, they shall remain here on their regular duties. Now, I suppose it goes without saying that if a girl is taken before you have tracked down the beast, I will be most displeased, and I will know I have hired the wrong men. And with that, he gives a, a big swipe with his cleaver on on the pig. And cuts one of its little trotters off, and so I imagine uh, you have heard about this beast in the village.
0: Yes, but nobody I've, seems to know much about it, and we don't know how to fight it. Y-
2: yes, this is. Uh, I I I don't know th- these things myself. I have much more uh, pressing matters on a day-to-day basis, like butchering pigs, apparently. But, uh, no, there are some strange things in the town I could, I could tell you about that I do know of. And I tell you this, if I were a beast, I would hide in the ruins of Schloss Bungsberg. Now, Bungsberg is a, a mountain south of the village. and uh, Schloss Bungsburg is just a folk name for it, of course. It is, it is a ruin, but it is still quite formidable. It was actually, if you know your history, which you probably don't because you are low-born, it was once a watchtower of the Bavari, which was a German clan, and when the Frankish Empire of the 9th century conquered this region, Charlemagne built a fortress here to help hold back the Slavs and the Avars, but it has fallen into disuse and has been abandoned since the 13th century, and it has required an evil reputation. So that is one idea I have for you. I should also tell you that young father Johann, the priest, he is a great store of esoteric knowledge, some of which is not so healthy for a priest to have. He studied in Italy, and perhaps he studied too much, but he may know of some things that I don't. And finally, I will tell you, there's someone in this village I've always been very suspicious of. There's a woman who gave birth to a two-headed child 30 years ago, and the child was destroyed. And she was driven from the village. But she lives in a hut in the woods used to the castle. In the hidden crags of the hills. And folk call her the crone. And the women of the village secretly go to her. Sometimes it is said. To receive charms to cool or inflame the loins of their husbands. Or to receive concoctions which will purge the womb of unwanted children. She's a suspicious character. And she's likely to know much unwholesome lore. So... These are the only leads I have for you. But I must say that I want this taken care of before the emissaries of the Empress Maria Theresa get here. That's why I've hired you, and you will be well paid with the 100 gulders. Do you have any questions for me?
0: Mm, I do not have any questions, I don't think. Mm,
1: You said this uh, mountain uh was, there's like a a ruin on the mountain is that right that is correct yes and it's a, it has an evil reputation although sometimes people go there
2: lovers and so on and so forth and uh i've i've been traipsing into the ruins once as a young man i merely bring it up because if i was a beast that is obviously where i would hide but Anyway, he basically is just giving you a couple, you know, little ideas to go on. Apparently there is this old, you know, ruin of a fortress on the on a mountain south of town. He says Father Johann knows a lot about esoteric matters and uh, there is of course this this crone who lives outside of town who who these are these are three sort of leads you
1: have. But other than that, he doesn't give you a lot to go on. And the crone also to the south, it sounded like, yeah.
2: She's uh, she's in the woods just east of the castle, actually, oh. in the hidden crags of the hills. And I, I just think she's a suspicious character. We all know that old women who live alone, who practice women's reproductive health, are obviously evil.
0: up no good. We should talk to her. Whatever we do, we should go. We should talk uh, to these people before we go to the ruins in case we do find the beast will we get more information first
1: yeah I think that's a good idea and and we should probably uh, talk to the um priest before we leave uh, to go talk to 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 go to the uh, uh, ruin and until talk to the chrono I, I was thinking maybe we, there were some other things we could look into, but I don't. Like, um, who was painting that symbol on the fence?
0: I would have to figure out what the symbol meant. Maybe the priest will have information about the symbol. We can ask.
1: Ah, uh, good, good, yes, that's a good point. Yes, that sounds
2: like a reasonable starting point to me. Well, you must finish your mission quickly. Just keep in mind those. 100 gold as you'll get. Now, I must continue with my work. You go talk to the priest or do whatever you're going to do.
1: Away with you.
0: Let, let's go.
1: Okay, I I guess we're going now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Good, bye-bye.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um uh, <clears throat> anyway, and, and in fact, one thing I'm concerned about is like every single Austrian-ish accent I have is going to sound like the same dude eventually. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll worry about that later. Anyway, uh, if you would like to go to see Father Johann, maybe ask him about the symbol. That's probably not a terrible idea. He's certainly the closest.
1: And I mean, he was he was. I mean, we just left his church, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. just a little bit ago. And. uh
2: when you when you get back to the church, he's actually hearing a confession when you arrive. You can hear him muttering coming from the confessional booth, and uh, as you enter, and you can hear that, and then the confession booth opens, and this kind of nervous looking young man with a a yellowish complexion. He looks sickly. He's leaving, and he looks a little sheepish. He makes eye contact with you for just a second, and hangs his hangs his head down, and. Father Johan comes out and he goes, Ah, oh, yes, the, uh, the Baron's men. Yeah. What can I what can I Do you have something to confess?
0: Not yet. But uh, we had this that man that you were just talking to. I hope he did not confess to something uh, that is very horrible that uh, we need to know about.
2: Well, the, the confessional is sacred, my friend. I cannot divulge anything that is said in, in the confessional. But but I assure you, uh, young young Piers, uh, Piers is no one you need to be concerned with. He's a good boy.
0: Okay, well, I touched that. We don't know what this uh, beast looks like. It could just look like an ordinary person. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful. So do you believe the stories of this
2: beast, then? I have mm-hmm. just freshly posted here. I studied in Italy, you know.
0: I don't know what I believe yet. Uh, uh, this could be all just superstition. But we have to uh, say it. we can't have another girl taken. We have to stop it.
1: Well, I agree. Well, 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 how can I help you, friends? Uh, you- well, there was this symbol that we saw on, the, on this fence. Um, it, I was wondering if you could identify it for us Could you describe the symbol? I can take you to see it if you'd like I suppose that this village is not very large It
2: would do me good to have a constitutional And there is no one else here for the, the confession So I will go with you And he'll, he'll follow you down to uh, Jacob Weber's house And when he sees the sign, he, he crosses himself He says, oh, friends this is a sigil of Baphomet. It's a sign used by those who worship the devil. Oh. Ooh. See, in fact, it, it represents carnality and earthly pleasures and lust. This is not typical vandalism, my friends. Only an educated person or someone who is secretly indoctrinated into the worship of Satan would know such a symbol.
0: Uh...
1: Hmm. Didn't Herr Weber say that he saw the person that was painting this symbol?
2: He,
0: he actually did. He said it was like a shadow, a shadowy figure. He didn't get any details. Maybe we can track yeah. this person. Maybe left some of footprints or something we can follow.
2: That's not a terrible idea. Do you want to look around for clues? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it'd be pretty easy to find clues if you, if there were any. And I've already told you, you could see a couple of drips of, of you know the whitewash. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm understanding this game correctly, I will since it's easy. It's going to be one d10. I'm going to roll a d10, and then you got to beat you know what I roll.
0: Yeah, and if we have something relevant, like a relevant skill, we can add another d10. But yeah, uh, I don't have anything for you know tracking or anything like that.
2: Yeah, I didn't take it either. Okay. Well, I've just made a roll, and I got a three. So why don't you guys see what you can do?
0: I rolled a one.
2: First. You don't find shit.
0: First roll. Well, I rolled a ten.
2: Oh, well, ten is very, very good. And because of the ten, you feel quite confident. There are some muddy footprints, but, you know, uh, uh, it's not like uh, we have, like, a specialized running shoes with uh easily traceable patterns you know in the bottom although i guess there is a cobbler in town you know come to think of it uh but uh there's a bit of there's some footprints right around here but once once it goes out into the the gravel of the street you know there's there's no like trail of footprints you don't see any more paint either apparently whoever it was made a rather quick getaway um definitely uh a man's feet, a man's shoe prints, but not a huge man. A youth, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask the size uh, compared to. I, I picture myself as a large guy. Yeah. Um,
2: <clears throat> Definitely smaller than you. Okay. Maybe maybe somebody who's either slightly underweight or maybe not in the best health or
1: or a, a boy or or something. Or, or is that Johannes guy with the yellow skin? Do you mean
2: Pierce? Says the priest.
1: Yeah. No, but I think
2: Pierce is a Pierce is a good boy. He would never do something like this. I don't know where he would. I what? don't
0: know why he would do that. Why does he have yellow skin?
2: Well, he has some health issues. Perhaps you should it's eating too much mustard. To no I, I don't think he is eating too much mustard i believe he may have the
1: jaundice yeah that was my johannes joke but I, oh I think I get was it a little too a little <laughs> too
2: obscure it's a little too obscure for <laughs> me no, for yeah 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 jaundice the jaundice yes but i believe he is jaundiced but uh jacob weber runs out at this point and he says what will you do will you will you stay here and guard our family
0: we have to go and investigate. We can't stand here and watch. We have to go find. We have to be uh, proactive and go hunt the beast.
2: Well, I will tell you this much, says the priest. A symbol like this is worthless unless it is closed. The circle, you see, the circle around this this inverted star shape with the head of Baphomet. So I fear that someone may come back and try to complete mm days later
0: that we'll have to cover it up immediately
1: perhaps we should go find Pierce and and do a, a, a sort of uh, check on him to make sure that he does not have an unusual number of nipples
0: <laughs> well it is a clear sign something afoul.
2: Yes, it is widely known that, that extra nipples or some mark of the devil can sometimes often be seen.
0: Belly buttons, I've heard.
2: Well, if you do need me for anything of a spiritual nature, I shall certainly help again, says uh, Father Johann, and he, he returns to the church. But Jacob Weber goes, Please, please, whatever you do, do, do come and guard my daughter tonight, will you? Please, I beg you. You must sleep
1: here in our, in our home. Well, do I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should keep a very close eye on this symbol because somebody's going to come back to finish it. And um, you, I think if it gets finished, then, then your daughter is probably in danger. But until then, I think you are probably okay. But our, our quest is to go and find the beast and kill it before it can do any damage to your
0: daughter or anyone else's.
1: What 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 should
2: I do if someone comes back to complete
0: this? To to make some weapons if you do not have any So
1: I hand him my flintlock pistol. I say oh, shoot oh. them.
2: Uh well I oh I okay. I I do not I will figure it out. I I, he's his hand is shaking, you know he's, you need to, just, he, he's never been handed anything like this in his life.
0: You need to do some exercises and get strong, you are too flabby, so yeah. you need to work out Well how can I you sheldon. protect your daughter if you're so weak?: This is why I need your help. Well, we are going to be off investigating. We don't know where we will be when the beast will strike. But uh, I would get some paint and cover up this symbol so it cannot finish it. But it'd have to start Mm -hmm. over and might buy you some time. Or Or just
1: paint the whole fence white and then there would be no symbol at all. Okay. Where is my boy
2: Tom? I will have him whitewash this fence. Perhaps he can get his friends to help him. But... He does not seem comforted at all but holding the Holding the flintlock pistol uncomfortably in his hand, he uh, wanders back to the yard and he's hollering at his boys to uh, find some whitewash. And
1: and what do you guys want to do? Well, I think, uh, assuming we're not going to track down and attempt to interrogate peers, um, which you certainly can do. I mean, do you think that? Do you think? Dagobot that um, Pierce is likely to be a devil
0: worshipper. Mm. You never know who is going to worship the devil. But we have, to, we have to see his shoe size. See if it matches.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's, let's, let's find him and at least see if his shoe size matches.
2: Anyone in the village can tell you where he lives, on the edge of the village, in fact, uh, on the southern edge in a cottage. Uh, it's not, not quite, you know, it's not really outside of the village, but it's on the edge. And uh, when you get to the cottage and knock, he opens the door and, and seems disturbed at your presence. What, 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 what can I do for you? You are the baron's man, yes? Yeah,
1: I want to see your shoes. Why do you want to see my shoes? Those are my—they're my shoes. Because I am a fashion icon. But but
2: but my sh- my shoes are rude. I uh, I I've inherited just enough money to live quietly here in my cottage and follow my passion. Would you Would you like to see my passion? Uh yes, please do show. Uh, to come in, please. It would not be It would not be what you're used to in the castle, but uh Pierce takes you into his his small cottage, which he says he's inherited and apparently has inherited just enough money to live quietly and uh there he actually like tacked up on the walls all over the place are sketches and watercolors they're actually quite lovely. He's actually extremely talented he is part of the realism school painter. and uh <clears throat> and they are mostly pictures of the uh the countryside. And landscapes, mountain scenes, things like that. Um, I'll let if you want to look through them for anything specific. Let me let me know. But uh, yes, I I I practice a great many hours with my sketches and my watercolors.
0: Yes, I see that you are a very talented painter.
2: Thank you very much. I, because of my health, you see, I, I cannot work very hard. In terms of labour, so I have no trade with which to support myself. I hope to take my paintings to Vienna one day.
0: Do you ever paint symbols and then not finish them? Uh, he he gives
2: you a there's a long awkward pause after that. He said, No. okay I don't know you what you I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Artists going to Vienna has never worked out badly for anybody.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: yes if, if only i had not
2: been you know barred from art school i know exactly whose fault it is but i'm not going to get into that they would pay someday but now we're, we're getting into some weird territory here so we'll move on but uh more hitler jokes next week on goonie's world but uh no but he looks nervous now he's shuffling around and looking down at his shoes well, your shoes. Um and I've been looking down at his yeah. shoes the whole time. <laughs> yes, yeah, because you're a fashion icon. Well, I hate to say it because you don't want to be too suspicious, and you haven't like measured or you know taking a shoe off and put it in one of the depressions in the ground. But Piers looks like he's about the right size to make those those shoe prints. And uh, he's got tiny feet. He certainly looks a little nervous
1: you know what they say about a man with tiny feet no I don't know what they say they worship the devil no I do not worship the devil you're crazy
2: no no I, I, I no I'm I'm a good boy you ask anybody no right but but I've not painted anything on anything I don't know what you're talking about who's been telling the, you such vicious lies about me
0: well we figured it out we just saw the we saw the symbol, and you saw and uh, we, we saw the footprint, and we come here and we look at if your your feet they match the size, and we look and we see that you have you have a, a a skill for painting, and it all matches up. I think you are the number one suspect you you are in league with the devil, or maybe no. you the beast yourself.
2: No, don't say such things, it's not true no. Look, I—it's not me, okay? It's not me. I, I don't know what—I don't know anything about it. Now, I don't know if any of you want to threaten or intimidate him into—I uh, I think one of actually—you well, uh, actually do have the threat skill, I, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be pretty easy to threaten him. Uh, And uh, I'm going to roll a dice. You do have the relevant skills, so give yourself another Mm -hmm. dice. I rolled pretty good, though. I rolled a seven.
0: Yeah, and I believe I actually add them together, so... Yeah, yeah, Yeah. so you got
2: a good shot at it.
0: All right.
2: Uh, Thirteen. Okay, okay. But I do not worship the devil. Okay, yes, I did paint it, but I do not worship the devil. I promise. I would never worship the devil.
0: This is... You worship the Baphomet. No,
2: I don't even know where the baffle mat is. I promise. I listen. I okay. I would tell you, but you must not tell a soul. It's very embarrassing.
0: Did somebody hire you?
2: Not exactly. He goes over and closes the door, and he's he was like, you know, uh, brewing, you know, himself some tea, and so he he poured you guys some, and, and uh, he says, I. Okay, I will tell you. But you must protect me. You promise you will protect me, yes?
0: Well, now we have to protect you. We are protecting the whole village.
2: Well, I think that is why the Baron hired you.
0: Well, yes, uh, but we don't have time for individual protections. But we'll do our best. What is it you want to say?
2: Well, I, I have my own terrible curse, you see. And this is because of my poor health. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot consummate my love for a woman. Sometimes I wake in the night and this is... is, This disturbs me greatly, for I have all the desire, you see, but no ability. And... So it causes many sleepless nights, and I woke up very, very early. Just... just uh, the day before yesterday. And I got my, my sketch materials, and I... It was still dark, and I was... Going to go sketch a bit, and... Get my mind off things, and... And so i was walking in the woods on the slopes of mount bungsberg and i was going to the ruins of uh, schloss bungsberg to sketch the ruins you know and uh, in fact on some of the sketches you've seen you see he's sketched the ruins before there are some good sketches of the ruins on the wall but before i before i reached the ruins in the woods I saw something very strange. A very, very tall, tall figure. A man, but a, a beautiful man. But his skin was of jet black. And he had long white hair. And he was wrapped in a cloak of black leather. And his eyes glowed and smoked like two lumps of coal. And he said that he knew of my curse. He said he knew of my personal curse and that he could lift it. And, and this, this, this strange figure, he offered me a romantic life of unlimited opportunity and inexhaustible ability. All I, all I had to do was to find the, find the most beautiful girl in the village and mark her house with this symbol which he drew for me on the ground with a stick. And that was all that I was supposed to do. But then I was interrupted uh, by, by Herr Weber who came out and I had to run and I did not get to finish it. And now I'm doomed and ruined because I've told you. Please, please don't tell anyone. Um,
1: So I have two questions very quickly. Yes? The first is... Do you realize you just made a deal with the devil? And the second is, what did he draw it on the ground with? With a shtick. Oh, a shtick. (laughs) Yes,
2: it it was a shtick. Yes with an s at the beginning of it but no no i did not make a deal with the devil no no i do not believe it you it's, are that a was fool. not the devil you are a fool No, I, I think i was just dreaming i think there's probably i must have sat down for a bit because i had been not able to sleep and perhaps the walk calmed me and but this is i beg you don't tell anyone i'm already you know, the, the villagers already think strangely of me because i do not work and i I live off my modest inheritance. Please, you will not tell anyone, will you?
0: Mm. We'll have to see about that,
2: because Katrina is the most beautiful girl in the village, and I could not handle it if she thought poorly of me. Even if I cannot consummate my desires for her, I beg you, please do not tell. Please do not tell the Baron; he will throw me in the dungeon.
0: Oh, I beg you, please! Shut up! I just thought of something. Maybe now we. We have to... Now we can set a trap for the beast. We know that it is going to look for this symbol. Then right? we'll, we'll put this symbol somewhere where uh, we'll lure the beast. and Then we'll strike and kill it.
1: Yeah, so here's here's what I propose. We draw this... You paint this symbol again outside of your house. and And then we all wait in here for the demon to calm and then we ambush it when he comes in thinking there will be a girl here will be like Chris Hansen <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. oh yes take a seat well
2: but the Hansen boys are good boys to not involve them in this oh, well I suppose I could but I wish I had never gotten myself into this do you really think it could be so simple do you really think it was the beast that I saw?
0: You said it he had black eyes.
2: He, no, he had eyes that glowed of coal,
0: his skin was jet black. His skin was black. And black you don't th- think it that was abnormal?
2: I thought I was dreaming. <laughs> I thought perhaps he was a blackamoor from North Africa. I don't know. No, I, I, his skin was was black like, you know, the the, the skin of a dog's nose, that sort of yeah, but and he was wrapped in this great cloak of leather. But I thought, for sure, I must be dreaming. That's what I thought. But but I, I did do the painting, and then, oh, you, but if we do this, if if I help you with the plan and I paint the symbol on on my own house, you, you will not tell anyone, will you, that it was me?
0: If you but help then everyone it, everyone
2: will know because I painting the symbol. Oh,
0: no, I've got we'll, myself into trouble. We'll, we will tell them that it, it's our idea. And that uh, we are we are setting a trap for the beast, but we're going to need some bait for for the beast. So uh, I think you'll have to go dress up uh, as a girl. You're already a girly man, so would be a so problem. Would be a problem that you'll easily fool the beast.
2: Hmm. Well, I do have some of my
0: mother's clothing here. You could put. Paint yourself up. You know how to do it already. If such a thing would
2: be highly strange, but strangely appealing idea as well. Maybe I maybe I will. It would be better than if one of the girls would be... Ah, Oh, this is very... I hope you know what you're doing. You are men of the world, yes? You are men of action?
0: Yes, we do. We go and we save people and we do we have action scenes and we're very (laughs) 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 very badass
1: okay you are action heroes yes well well I'm not but um I'm very charming yes you have a certain charm it's like if only I had the charm that you have
2: if only my health was better, then I could go to Vienna and be an artist and exactly. find love. You must understand that I, I i swear I thought I was half dreaming and I just thought why not go through with it just in case. But I knew in my heart it was there's something not right about it. I know you're right. You're so correct. I'll I would be happy to dress as a girl for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it would be very amusing to me. But I think your, yeah, I think your health is bad, because you're not eating right. What do you, what, what are you eating that is making your skin yellow?
2: No, I, I have the jaundice. I, I know. I, I have simple meals of bread and lentils, and I, I yes. do not eat much meat.
0: That's that you need to eat more meat. Okay, you need to do more push-ups. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so once once he's dressed up as a girl, we'll have to find him some
0: meat to eat to get some sausages in you.
1: <laughs> okay, I
2: will, I will get pumped pumped up with some sausage. That's what I will do,
0: yes. <laughs>
2: we apologize to our listeners for the innumerable <laughs> dick jokes that have uh, oh, uh, no service tonight.
0: That's what they come for.
2: That's what they come for. We all know. You know. You're in your heart. You're listening for the dick jokes,
0: and you know
1: it. The dick jokes and the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> impersonation, and yes. yeah, well,
2: and, and uh, my, never a dull moment, and my Austin accent, which is which is the same for every every person. But uh, well, if yeah, he, he begins rummaging through a cupboard or like a wardrobe, you know, in the corner of the room, and he pulls out some of his mother's clothes, and he begins to uh, turn your face away. Go outside, will I change?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see that.
2: Please give me some privacy. Well, okay. All right, you guys want to go outside for a minute?
1: Yeah, yeah. but I
2: don't trust him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well, you guys go outside, and uh, both both of you just roll a d10 real quick. Six. Same. Okay. Well, he rolled a four yeah you can you can clearly hear there's a scuffling in the back of the house now you hear the, the shutter banging open you, you uh, He's fleeing yeah you, you race around the back of the house. He's trying to crawl out the window. That's what he's doing. you ah, ah I am caught. I'm ruined.
0: You are a fool.
2: No, please I'm going to run away. I cannot face my shame. Please, I did not mean to make a deal with the devil. Okay, okay, okay wait, we'll do what you say. You, I will change, I will change. He, he pulls himself back in.
0: Now we're going to have to watch you dress to make sure you don't try to run. No, oh,
2: I would be so ashamed. You'll see my pale and sickly body.
0: But I, he, he does I, st- I will do, I strip down you. to his...
2: <laughs> he strips down to his underclothes and he puts on his mother's dress and he you know this is a day when a lot of men had long hair anyway so he he uh lets it lets it down but then he puts like a bonnet on and do, do you think that I should let some of my golden curls stick out from the bonnet a little bit like I am in disarray
0: yes give it let your curls down and uh, okay i don't think you're wearing enough rouge
2: no, I haven't even started with my face yet. I was I'm just getting the rest I of it. I will pinch your Wait.
0: cheeks to make them rosy.
2: That is not necessary, I assure you. I have many pigments. Yeah. I have many pigments. I'm
0: not talking but, about uh, your face either. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're very bad. You're a very bad man. And uh so he does put on some makeup and and a whole nine yards and he goes, Maybe I should have painted the, the sigil on the on the house before I did this, and I will get my, I will get my pretty dress all messed up, but, now it's still like, you know, middle of the day on a Sunday, and he goes out and starts painting the sigil of Baphomet on the side of his house, it is inevitable, even though he's on the edge of the village, that very shortly, to his great discomfort, I mean, here he is dressed in drag painting a satanic symbol on his own house in broad daylight on a Sunday. And so, you know, with you guys kind of overseeing it all and inevitably a small crowd has gathered outside the house and. uh, 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 Franz Schuster, the cobbler, does approach you and says, what is going on here? This is very strange. Is that is that Pierce dressed as his
1: mother? Yes, we have a genius plan um, in in progress. Please do not interrupt. That is the same sign that was painted on my house, Jacob Weber, when he comes up. That's right. And our investigation uncovered who painted it. It was Pierce. But he is an integral part of our plan because pierce was originally going to direct the beast via, via the symbol to your house but now he, he's directing the beast to his house where we will lie in wait pierce you will have a reckoning when all this is
2: over and then there's angry mutterings and grumblings in the crowd pierce turns to you guys with tears in his eyes you said you would not <laughs> tell anyone yeah. you always know, said we would see about it <laughs> oh. Now I'm ruined. They're going to drive me out of the village. As soon as you're gone, they will string me up. That's right, we are going to string you up. You will lead the beast to us. You would give
1: our daughters to the beast. Now the crowd is getting a little bit ugly. But also, while 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 what you say is true, he also is going to help us defeat the beast so that this never happens again.
2: It will never happen if he is gone, says Jacob Weber, and... He reaches into his cloak and he pulls out the flintlock pistol that you gave him. And he uh, aims it at, it appears like he's going to fire it. What do you do?
0: Well, I'm going to try to stop him. All right. He's well, he's big. not, you know,
2: a trained combatant and his hands still all shaky and nervous holding it, although he's full of rage. So uh, this should be fairly easy for you. Why don't you go ahead and roll? Okay. Uh, and probably strike might count here if you're trying to strike it out of his hand or something. Yeah, exactly. That I'm going to try
0: to knock it out of his hand. Okay.
2: Yeah, but he's rolled really good. So uh, well, I hope that you can get higher than a 10 with two of No,
0: I actually rolled a 9. Oh, together, today, I exactly.
2: have a 9. I a 10. Uh, he's going to go ahead and fire that gun. Now, whether he's actually going to hit him now that you've, you know... We'll give him a little roll, but... That's actually pretty bad. I guess I should roll for the GM, too. And so he's not going to hit him, but... A big chunk of, uh... Chunk of the wall where he's painting this. And, of course, the... Uh, the chunk of the wall blows off. And, of course, the gunshot... Echoes and ricochets throughout the village... And off the mountain crags all around. And, uh... Birds fly, dogs start barking. The villagers all scream. And... Uh, uh, he drops it in horror you know at his own actions Jacob I mean appears uh, just like collapses to the ground in a heap crying at first you think he's hit but he's just terrified and weeping he's begging the people for their forgiveness and they're all glaring at him and the mood's still ugly but but that uh, that that impotent gunshot has has diffused most of Jacob Weber's rage and very well, Pierce. You must do what these men say if you truly will help to track down the beast. And perhaps, just perhaps, you could be forgiven. But my Katrina will never forgive you. <laughs> Says Pierce. It's obvious that Pierce is, you know, fond of Katrina. But they're, they're, through morbid curiosity, the rest of the villagers stay and watch this painting go up. And, of course, by the time it's done... There's still many many hours of daylight left. Is there anything you guys want to want to do with it?
0: Well, I don't think the beasts will come in the day, so <clears throat> maybe we want to go see this old crone. Really? I, I
2: think I might agree with you because when I saw says Piers, when I saw this this figure that I saw with the jet black skin and the cold cold red eyes. It was early in the morning, so early that the sun had not yet come out.
0: Okay, yes. Uh, I think we, we can safely leave for now and go to see the crone and see if she has any uh, useful information for us.
1: And everybody, keep an eye on Pierce so he does not run away. He is an integral part of our plan.
0: Pierce just
2: slumps against the side of the house, like, dejected and humiliated. His humiliation even doubled, perhaps, by the fact that he's dressed like his mother. And everyone's staring at him. Don't stare at me, he says. And he creeps back into his house and closes the door. You can hear him latching it. But, uh, you know, the villagers are all basically staring at his house. You see a couple of them. One guy is like... uh, you know, hefting an axe handle. Not, you know, just a handle. Like, uh, you're, you're a little concerned for, for Piers' safety. Probably not as long as you guys are around. But let's hope for Piers' sake, you know, that he can... That he can do something about this. So, yeah, you guys know the, the cottage of the uh, the Crone. is supposed to be somewhere somewhere east of the village in the mountain crags. And finding it might be something of a struggle you know some of the ladies of the village are said to go to her but that's just the baron's you know suspicion and it uh, might take a you know some doing to look for it might take a couple hours so uh, i know that you said you don't really have any amazing skill in the world of tracking but uh <clears throat> but you are vagabonds and you've done quite a bit of wandering and you're pretty good at finding shelters and and places like that, so I'm going to give you guys a bonus dice on this. And I've just rolled a, a 6 for the difficulty this, of it. So, so take a bonus Vagabond die.
0: Is this going to be an easy
2: uh,
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, 16. Oh, well, that's good.
1: Well, I just got a 10, but that's still enough, That's too, still enough. So. Well, it does, take, uh, it
2: does take you a little more than an hour, but eventually... Um, these aren't like full-on canyons, but, you know, sort of cracks in high ground that uh, could create little ravines that are, you know, between 6 and 12 feet deep and fairly wide sometimes. You do see some smoke rising from one of those, and you're just about to go down into, uh, into the crack, the ravine, when you hear a twig snap behind you. And you turn around, and there are two men there. One of them, both of them have blades. They look like strangers. They don't look like they come from the town. They're certainly regular men, but they have the look about them of of thugs—absolute no good. Uh, you know, you can tell they've been in a few fights. They've got scars. And one just, "So you have heard me." <coughs>
0: Yes, we heard the cracking of your stick you stepped on that snapped like your arm was going to snap when I get a hold of you.
2: No, you'll not get a hold of me. You'll, stay, you'll keep your distance, big man. We have come here to tell you it is time for you to leave Wolfsburg. You're not wanted here anymore. The Baron can do without your services. If you will value your lives. You must just keep walking and leave this village and never come back. Yeah,
0: says the other one. Indeed, what do you think? I don't think I want to leave. I think that we are going to get paid for completing this job. Mm,
1: what about you, pretty boy? What are you talking about? Are you saying that the Baron sent you to fire us or you are firing us... Without the parents' knowledge.
2: We are firing you. And you better hope that you get out of here without being perforated by my sword many, many times. Because I will stick you with it.
1: I will stick you with my sword. No, I will stick you with my sword. No,
2: I will stick you with my sword. Fine, stick it! Have the stab! He says, and uh, a fight breaks out. These two guys both rush in to fight you. So, I think... uh, it's probably a moderate task to fight these guys because they are somewhat experienced. And uh, so I think that you guys... Now, there's no, like, quote-unquote combat rules, but you're trying to do something, so it's just like any other rule. But this is going to be challenging, okay? So, Oh, my God. I just rolled so bad, though. This first little bit of the scuffle is between uh, Dagobert and uh, one of these guys. But I only rolled a five on two dice. What did you get?
0: Uh, well, strike
2: would be appropriate here, okay, fourteen okay, well, you've hit him, you've injured him, you stab him in fact, I should let you describe it. I mean what do you do when you, he comes at you with his blade, but what do you do successfully?
0: Um, well, does strike include uh sword?
2: Well, I think it's sword's not like a separate skill, so I'm assuming it's like striking someone in melee
0: okay. I mean
2: again it's a it's a one page game with very few rules so some interpretation is called for here but you know sword is not a separate skill i think we can assume strike is uh, the generic melee skill
0: okay yeah um i will uh stab him in the uh, the arm when okay. he tries to strike at me
2: yeah, he cries out, drops his sword, falls back against a tree, clutching his wound. And then, meanwhile, uh, the other one, uh, who called you pretty boy Ludwig, he he blows you a kiss. Actually, you know, and in a dismissive gesture. Now he's rolled a little better. He's got an eleven.
1: Well, I got a fifteen. Oh. Um, so so how, and. and we, I, given that we kind of role played that we were like yelling at each other, you know, I'm going to stick yeah,
2: you and i stick You'll get
1: sticked. I just kind of imagine that he runs at me, and uh, I jump out of the way and let him run past, and then I stab him with my sword right in the ass.
2: Uh. Oh, oh,
1: it's my posterior. Oh, oh, I have been stabbed in the ass. Oh, I stuck oh. you right in the ass, and I'm going to do it again. No, no. Uh,
2: the other one, uh, the other one is getting up, fumbling, trying to recover his sword. And when he does, he actually lunges at you again, Daggerbird. And uh, this time, he gets a six. <laughs> He's not a very skilled combatant.
0: Fourteen but, again. I think I rolled that oh, before, okay. or something close to that.
2: Yeah, you're something close to that. So I assume you you stab him, and uh,
0: yeah. You know, Stab him no, again. He's, he's been
2: injured. He's gonna roll his endure versus the number of times he's been wounded. He's got to get higher than a, a thirteen on this, and and he's screwed anyway. He didn't even have endure, so he, um, you don't have to kill him. But he's basically out. You know what I mean? He's he's lying on the ground. You can
0: narrate. He's at your mercy. Going to yeah. stick him more like a pig, but not kill but, him. Just. Just a couple more sticks. Mercy!
2: Mercy! Uh, then, meanwhile, the other guy that you have stabbed in the in the posterior, uh, he, of course, is grabbing his ass. He he wheels around and and uh, takes a desperate lunge, desperate swing at you, Ludwig. and uh, uh, He's got an 11. Ooh, only
1: got a 7 that time.
2: Oh, no. Well, you are struck on the, on the temple. It's not hard enough. It's a glancing blow, but, you know there's a uh, just took off a little bit of just really more of a bang in the head with the flat of the blade but a little bit of a cut and some some blood runs down so you've definitely suffered a, a minor injury uh, but you're not completely out of action yet but the other guy though when, when he you know sees his other friend getting stuck he he seems to think better of it and he backs off a little bit he doesn't drop his sword but he holds up his hand like in a placating motion do you want to let him back away from this, or do you want to stab him, Ludwig?
1: Um, I would like to stab him right in the groin.
2: Okay, go for it. I think it would be easy to stab him in the groin. So, get higher than five. Nine. Well, he is stabbed in the groin. He screams. I mean, his voice just echoes throughout the canyons. You know, you guys are dead, in these little crags anyway. See, so picture one of those shots where, you know, we see the the mountain and the entire village and all of Wolfsburg from really high up like an airplane, and you can, like, hear him screaming. You know, that's how loud his scream is. Uh, it's a scream of great anguish. And he uh, falls to the ground, clutching his groin, writhing in absolute agony. And uh, the first one who had been fighting you, Dagobird, he he stands up for being Sticked over and over he goes mercy 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 you have bested us I, we admit it you're better than us please let us go
0: please who do you who do you work for
2: uh, uh, we are uh, we are men of Heinsdorf down the road and and a man came to us in the night and uh you're a shadowy figure, a chap all, all dressed in black with a black cloak wrapped around his head, and he hired us to do this. He paid us ten gulders to do this, to come and drive you away. So we've been watching you in the village, waiting for you to go off on your own. But we were wrong, and you're mightier than us. Please do not kill us. My friend is now stabbed in the groin. I do not wish to suffer a similar fate. Meanwhile, groin-stab boy is just writhing around, screaming on the ground.
0: Please. I don't... I don't kill. I don't kill people unless I have to. But you, oh. will, you will have to go back to where you come from, and you, and you will. Maybe that uh, person that hired you will finish you off. I don't know. No,
2: don't say such things. This is a scary figure. I could not see his face. He was all in a black leather cloak. But his money was good And now we've wasted it We've not earned our money And my friend is going to die Oh, My friend And he picks up his friend And if you're going to let him go You're both in agreement on that I don't have a problem with it Okay And he's going to pick up his friend And his friend "Ah, ah, ah."
1: He's
2: picking him up And you must apply pressure to it He says And he's trying to like Press down on his friend's groin And it's just awkward and terrible And um I'll, I'll assume you continue on your way down into the little ravine where indeed you see a little hut. There's smoke coming from it. And I think we'll just wait till next time to visit the crone and leave it at that for tonight. So we will come back next time and see what we can do about this beast.
1: Hopefully, the crone is wearing a skull cap.
2: Yes, I think we should all be wearing skull caps.
1: A callback. What's this a callback to like the first episode we ever did, I think?
2: Yeah, I think we, uh, early, second. early on, second episode, we had finished early and we did, uh, the news from Germany. And if you've been with us for that long, then you're one of our special people. Dennis Lewis, I bet you're the only guy who's heard that. Possibly Joe Sharf. A couple of shout outs there. But, uh, anyway, we will return next week, uh, to see what happens with the Beast and whether they will defy the, whether they will be able to fight the beast or not or even find the beast or maybe the beast will succeed and take a girl after all we don't know
0: hey everybody if you like our podcast don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on apple podcasts podchaser spotify or wherever you're able Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world, and check out our website at com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.